that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. Hello, ladies. Thanks for coming and for coming back week after week, time after time. I hope you're having an awesome summer, a great day, and all those things. I am excited today. This question came from a listener, so thank you so much. And I definitely thought, you know what, this is a little bit more than just a Q&A. I think we could expand on this a whole episode. So today we're going to dive into tips on navigating my fitness pal. So little backtrack, because I know that some of you just like to hop in and listen to whatever episode. I do the same thing. I recently been checking out some new podcasts. And uh, one that I started listening to is about pregnancy because it hit me at 37 weeks like, oh, Brittany, you really have not prepared yourself one bit for pregnancy, I think because, or I mean, (laughs) a little late for that. But um, I actually made for delivery. And it just occurred to me like, oh, I usually try to start doing some little tricks that I don't know if they work, you know, before labor, like drinking raspberry leaf tea and eating dates. And I'm sure there's all kinds of opinions on this. So some of you might have done these. Some of you might totally think those things don't work. Um, So it'd be interesting to hear from you. I'd actually love that. Definitely DM me if fit my life to the fullest, if any of those things have worked for you, because there is a lot of uh, research behind data, uh, behind dates supposedly speeding up labor and making you have like a, a quicker labor. So anyways, regardless, have I eaten a single date and am I 38 weeks pregnant? <laughs> yes, both of those things are true. So anyway, my point being, I was listening to this new podcast that was about pregnancy. It was new to me, not a new podcast and about pregnancy and delivery. And I, I realized that I was just hopping around, you know, listening to the ones that actually applied to me and that many of you might do this. So if you haven't listened to other episodes where I talk about tracking your macros or how I think you should approach nutrition, whether you should track your macros, whether you should be eating intuitively, what to even put your macros at if you are tracking them, those kinds of things, please go back and just look up those. I I don't have numbers for you, but I'm sorry, you can cruise back on through and look at the titles. But this is... I'm going to go into kind of more like nuanced things that actually I delve into a lot of this in my challenges, in my eight-week challenges, 12-week challenges, whatever. This is where I do a lot of Facebook Lives about these and post examples, things like that. So giving you a little bit preview of that today for those of you trying to do it on your own and who are trying to, you know, do this thing that I'm suggesting of tracking macros, but just run into these obstacles. So thank you so much to the beautiful woman who submitted this question and some of these specific questions actually are right from her. And as always, you can shoot me any questions on Instagram or to fitmomlifetothefullest at gmail.com. Okay, so some just specific tips on navigating my fitness pill. First of all, I do suggest my fitness pill. When I first started tracking, I actually used an app called Lose It, which I know some of you listening do use. So that is what I started with, but what I what I found, and this might not be the case anymore, is that I was actually finding a lot more already input on my fitness pal once I started using my fitness pal. So I had been using Lose It a while, then I downloaded my fitness pal to kind of compare contrast, and I felt like there was a lot already preloaded in there that I could utilize, which we're going to talk about a little bit in this episode. So take that, you know, as a grain of salt, these... Some of these might carry over, but I can't really speak to any other app besides my fitness pal because that's the only one that I'm pretty familiar with. So 
All right, number one, what to do when you are inputting foods with no label. Okay, so hopefully if you're eating pretty clean, which is whole, you know, not processed foods, not coming out of a box, hopefully most of what you're eating comes with no label. You know, if everything you have, you can just scan. That's easy. That's, you know, a very simple way to track. That's kind of nice. But that's not going to be nutritious at all if obviously you're eating everything out of a wrapper. I would never recommend that. So probably you're inputting a lot of whole clean foods and hopefully you are. So what to do. So first of all, if it is food with a label, um, you can obviously just scan it in there and that's fine. That'll work for some protein bars, things like that. But if you're inputting foods with no label, go with your best option. So in my fitness pail, there will be a blue check mark next to the ones that are verified. So this is what I'll do for like fruits, vegetables, meats, that kind of stuff. Just put in blueberries, half a cup or whatever. And whatever pops up, if a cup of blueberries pops up, you just select that and then you can modify the serving size. You can modify how much of the serving you had. So if a cup of blueberries pops up and it says a cup is a serving size, you can put that you had half of that or you can put that you had a quarter of that and things like that. So for most things, you can generally, you can get away with generally just estimating the size. It'll say a medium apple and sometimes it'll, you know, even have like a medium honey crisp apple or a medium gala apple, a medium banana versus a small banana. Use your judgment on those things. It is going to be a difference of some calories, obviously, maybe 30 calories difference if you have a really small banana versus the biggest banana you've ever seen is going to be some slightly different carbs and calories. So estimate it. Look for the one with the blue check mark if you can. And that's pretty much what you would do for like fruits, vegetables, meat, and whatnot. Um, A specific question was, do I need a food scale? I've actually never owned a food scale and I have tracked macros on and off with eating intuitively for like 10 years now. And I've never gotten a food scale, which is not to say I never will because I think there are you know, tools are tools. That's awesome. I have some people that would rather just buy a food scale right away to be as sure as they can and they don't, you know, trust their estimation that much. Go for it. So it's not to say I'm not anti them. It's just I've just always gotten by with eyeballing it. So you can look up charts. And again, these are the kinds of things that I will supply in challenges that are, you know, showing you what three ounces of meat looks like if it's a fist or a palm or you know, a fingertip is a tablespoon or whatever, there are little like cheats that you can use to estimate. I do think meat is one of the toughest. And however, this is where it's like, I'm not that scrupulous. And I don't ask my clients even to be that scrupulous. Yes, it's good to know if they're having five ounces of meat versus three ounces, because that's maybe going to help them out. They might be closer to their protein target than they think they are because they're actually having more meat than they think. But Again, I've never had any issue estimating. You're obviously not going to be gaining weight from eating. Too much meat is not going to be your biggest problem. Your body just gets rid of excess protein through your urine anyway, so that's not the macro to really worry about going over. So totally fine if you do want to get a food scale. It's going to help you be a little bit more exact because that is how the meat is usually coming up in the app. It's not usually half a cup of ground turkey, it's usually in ounces and things like that, which makes it trickier. But again, you can look up just kind of cheater charts. Your eyes will get used to it. Um, You'll be able to start kind of just knowing what it is just by habit or grab a food scale, you know? Okay. Number two, 
inputting a recipe that you already have the macros for. So this is the one that I have to advise during challenges because I'm providing the recipes that already have the macro breakdowns on them. So whatever, say it's Brittany's almond flour pancakes, okay? And I give you the serving size and I give you the macros. You can take kind of what I think is a shortcut. I think the easiest way to do this is to just create a food, not even create a recipe, create a food if you have the macros because then you can put the title in there and I think it says, I should pull it up, but it's like brand name and then description, but I think description is the one that's mandatory, so I usually skip brand name and go down to description and that's when I'll just put Brittany's Almond Flour Pancakes, I will put the serving size, and then just input that information, the calories, carbs, fat, protein, and it's that's it. It takes like one minute to do a create food for one that you already have the macro info for. So I think that's the fastest, easiest way to do that one. Okay, next one. How do you figure out your macros for a recipe? Great question. So this is like you found a recipe online that you really want to try or in a cookbook, but there are no calories or nutrition facts for it, or it's one that you make all the time that you want to, you just have from memory, or you're making up as you go that you kind of need to try to figure out what the macros looked like for it. You're, this For this one, you are going to want to use create a recipe in right in the app, or you can use a website called Very Well Fit. If you just type in, I believe I've talked about this on the podcast before, but if you just type in Very Well Fit Nutrition Analyzer, it will pop up. And if you're, especially if your um, recipe is from online, you can just copy and paste the ingredients right in there and you put in your serving sizes and it'll give you the macros. So super easy. I typically use Very Well Fit when I am creating the, figuring out the macros for my recipes. But the downfall is they don't have quite as many brands as my Fitness Pail seems to. So if you want to get super exact with your brands, my Fitness Pail might be a better route for that. But then question number four, what if you don't have the serving size for the recipe? So, and I might be misunderstanding this one, but how I took this to be then say like you have a chicken parm recipe. Uh, I guess that one probably be a little easier because it's probably by chicken breast, but say, okay, say an egg breakfast casserole recipe. You have all the ingredients, but you don't have nutrition facts and you don't have a serving size. This is kind of how I actually figure out the serving sizes for my recipes. I kind of do it backwards like this. Go ahead and use either of those again. You can create a recipe in my fitness pal, or you can use the very well fit nutrition analyzer. Put in all your ingredients, see what it comes out to. Like I think for at least for the very well fit one, you have to put in a number at first, but I'll just test it out. I'll put in like six servings, right? And then I'll see what the macros turn out to be. If they're super low, this is an egg breakfast casserole, right? Okay. If it comes up to be like 175 calories, then I know that that person can eat more. Most people should be having more at a serving than just that many. And then I obviously look at the macros as well. If that's only four grams of protein because you're getting like half an egg in there, then I need to up the servings or up the serving size. So then I would just, all you have to do is change the serving size number and just run it again. You don't have to like redo the whole thing. I just go to that little drop down, take it from a six down to a three, see what that looks like. Okay, now it's, I can't do math. So double whatever that calorie amount was around 400 calories great, that's a fine breakfast. And now all of a sudden it's, you know, whatever, double that. It's, you know, more protein, all that stuff. 
So you can kind of play with the serving size. In general, and we talk about this a ton of the challenges, serving sizes are just like totally guidelines. Like they are not Bible law by any means because the serving size is based on either, if you look at the back of a label or box, whatever, it's like 1,200 calories for most women or 2,000 calories. Like usually there's two little uh, columns and it's like this is the serving size or the percentage, the daily percentage based on a 1,200 calorie diet. This one's based on 2,000 calorie diet. Well, a lot of us fall mid-range. You know, a lot of women that I'm working with are working at like 1,800 calories. So that's completely just subjective, right? Even for like my recipes, I will put a serving size, but it's not to say you can't have two servings. I've said that before about my beloved tortilla chips. I am probably never going to eat just one serving of tortilla chips. If I'm having tortilla chips, I'm not having seven chips, which is the sad little serving size. So say seven chips is 140 calories. I'm probably going to have two servings, which is going to be 280 calories. That's fine as long as it fits my macros. So in general, that's how serving sizes work is like it's totally dependent on if it fits you. My husband and I are not going to have the same serving size of things. So if the food itself has a serving size, he might have two of it or one and a half of it. I might have half of it. Do you see what I'm saying? Same thing with like going out to restaurants. You're not going to, if the serving is huge, they are serving that to one person like it's a single serving, but we know that portions at restaurants are typically out of control, so you're eating a portion of that that is more appropriate for your calorie needs, okay? So long answer for what was probably (laughs) not that complicated of a question, but the answer is just kind of play with it and see what seems reasonable to you if you're the one you know, who it needs to fit and then go from there. Okay. Number five and the last question actually is what to do when you are eating out or someone brings you a meal. So this is definitely where I advise my clients to just not stress themselves out. First of all, take a deep breath. If this is not the norm, if you are normally tracking and then once every two weeks you go out to dinner or once every two weeks someone brings you a meal or you eat at a friend's house or something, you can probably just get by with eating intuitively there, okay? So you can go back and listen to like best choices to make at a barbecue or how to enjoy a holiday meal or one of those podcasts where I basically want to tell you like survey the options, pick a protein, a fat, and a green, and enjoy things that you want to in moderation. Like have a drink, but then skip dessert or have a drink in a small piece of dessert or whatever, you know, your picking and choosing is. Pick your carbs sparingly. Don't have the pasta salad and the bun and the fruit, but pick one or two of those as it all fits your day. Okay. So I think you could, first of all, definitely get by without stressing yourself out. Even my, you know, one-on-one clients who I'm looking at their food logs week after week, I will just ask them like, hey, I saw Friday dinner was out. Did you go to a barbecue or something? Or like, did you meet out at a happy hour? And then they can report that back to me like, yep, oh yeah, I just had girls night, so I just kind of ate intuitively and da da I would never, you know, <laughs> be reprimanding someone for that. That's great. That's totally cool. Because sometimes I think it's more stressful to try to plug it in and estimate. And sometimes we wildly underestimate when we do that anyways. So that's one option is just eat intuitively and don't stress about it. But if it's a little more regular for you and it's not a place that has the nutrition information available, like if you go to Chipotle, you can look that up. That kind of stuff's in my fitness pal. 
That kind of stuff's available on their website. So you can, I've talked about that before because I know that is when I learned that their salad dressing has like 30 grams of fat and a ton of sugar, I believe too. I don't, rem- I don't remember because it's been so long, but I remember I thought I was really healthy there getting a salad for a long time and I was getting the dressing and I looked it up. I'm like, man, I'm much better off just having salsa and guac on it instead of the dressing. So um, if there's nutrition information available, you could, but if it's a place where obviously, especially at a friend's house, or barbecue or something, the nutrition information is obviously not available, you could just log it and go with your best guess. Two ways to do that is number one, you could just type in what the actual meal is and go with kind of what comes up as middle of the road. Again, on my fitness pill, you're going to get a lot of different variations and say it's, uh, what's a food I haven't used yet? <laughs> uh, I, I almost used chicken before, so chicken parm, okay? And you type in like one serving chicken parm and something comes up that's like a thousand calories and something comes up that's 200 calories and something comes up that's like 500 calories. Probably just go with the middle of the road 500 because there is chicken, there is breading. You don't know how they prepare. There's cheese probably. You don't know how they prepared it. So there might be lots of oil or butter or whatever. So kind of going middle of the road is fine there where if, uh, you know, something comes up there is no middle of the road. It's just like all these crazy numbers that don't seem super accurate. Just put it in piece by piece. This is what I'll do a lot of times when I'm just throwing together dinner. Like a lot of times I'll do kind of a chicken piccata or a chicken with sun-dried tomatoes and goat cheese. And by now, actually, I have developed those into recipes because I've used them for challenges. But say I'm just inputting it quickly, you know, as I'm even making dinner or right after dinner, I'm putting it in to see what it was. I will just put in a chicken breast, three like an ounce of goat cheese, a tablespoon of olive oil. I'm just roughly estimating what was on my portion if I don't feel like doing a whole recipe or trying to figure that out. So you could definitely do that too if you're eating out or eating at a friend's house and they serve you, I don't know, steak and some kind of pasta salad and you have no idea what's in the pasta salad, just pick a middle-of-the-road pasta salad and then just put in separately like the five ounce steak or whatever and you know see what it comes up with it's not going to be the end of the world the thing is it is great to try to fine-tune these this tracking and fine-tune these habits but usually the things that we are stressing about are not going to be the make or break it usually what is the make or break it or why we're not seeing progress is more the like binges that we don't put in my fitness pail the things that we eat without putting in a bowl or a plate so we act like it didn't count because we ate it standing up in front of the fridge or the, you know, I just did this yesterday. I'm not saying I'm above this. The tortilla chips that I ate while I was making our taco dinner (laughs) and things like that. Like those are the things that are going to add up and derail you way more than if, you know, in some seasons of life, people bring you a meal or you go to your in-laws for dinner and you don't know, you know, how to calculate that once a month or something like that, and you put in your your best guess, you eat moderately, you enjoy what's in there. So try not to stress about it. You don't want to, you know, become super overscrupulous about anything, but it's more the what you're doing most of the time, and that is the part that you have huge control over. So get as exact as you can with that. You know, remember to put in your oils, remember to put in your dressings, and that kind of stuff, and do the best you can. All right. I hope that was helpful. Let me know if you have any other questions on 
this topic on navigating my fitness pail on tracking macros. Happy to um, address any other topics as well. You can always shoot to me at fitmomlifetothefullest at gmail.com. All right, ladies, until next time, have a great rest of your day. 